Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Scouts podcast coming at you on Wednesday, April 14th. I am your host, Chad Workman, joined by the usual cast of characters, Sam Ehrman, Matt Nine, and Andrew Woodruff. We have a very special episode for you today. We are going to do a first round NFL mock draft, all 32 picks, eight picks for each of us. Uh, We're going to approach this like we think uh, the NFL draft will unfold uh, here in a couple of weeks. Let us know if you like this. Uh, We can always do a round two and bring you later on. For now, we are going to do a round one. Uh, Just a reminder, if you like what you hear, head on over to patreon.com backslash fantasy scouts, putting out tons of great content. And again, uh, feel free to give us some feedback, uh, hit us up on Twitter, slide in the DMS, let us know what you think of our mock draft with that guys. I say, uh, let's get into it. draft is officially open the jacksonville jaguars are on the clock with the first overall pick in the 2021 nfl draft the jacksonville jaguars select trevor lawrence quarterback clemson Uh, this has been the obvious pick the de facto number one overall for this class for probably the last two years Very straightforward. They've been spending a lot of time with their Zoom meetings over the last few weeks, basically all with Trevor. Nothing else to be said. Trevor's number one. The New York Jets are now on the clock. With the second overall pick, the New York Jets select Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU uh, the Jets have been pretty clear the past few weeks. They got their guy. You know, that's their, their, their guy they're going to build around, and let's move forward. The San Francisco 49ers are now on the clock. With the third overall pick, the 49ers select quarterback Trey Lance, North Dakota State. So kind of the thought process here with this one is at this point, Shanahan, I think is going to just go for the true upside. And I feel like I know while we know Trey Lance carries a lot of risk, I believe this is a guy that you're going to trust him to set him up in his offense, find success, whether it's opening up the run game even more or just taking advantage of that big arm and using the talent and the weapons around him. The Atlanta Falcons have traded out of the fourth pick to the New England Patriots in exchange for Stephon Gilmore, the 15th overall pick, and a 2022 first-round pick. The New England Patriots are now on the clock. With the fourth overall pick, the New England Patriots select quarterback Justin Fields, Ohio State. So I know picks three and four just kind of back and forth. I believe by the time we get to the draft, we're going to see the Patriots have moved up to get their quarterback in the future. So no matter who's available at four, uh, ultimately I believe it's going to end up being Fields at this point in the draft. 
I know the Patriots traded off Gilmore, and part of that logic process was at his point, his age. I know he's on his last year of his contract. Bill believes in himself. I know he trusts that he can make anybody work in that defensive secondary and, and has shown it time and again that he can find somebody to fit it. Justin Fields is just too great of a talent to sit there and um, let him transition into the role when he's ready to take over for Cam Newton and going forward for the Patriots. Easily worth the cost to move up. The Cincinnati Bengals are now on the clock. With the fifth overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. Uh, There was a press conference about a week ago where some of the uh, higher-ranking Cincinnati Bengals came out and said that they believe that this class – of wide receivers is very shallow and that the tackle position is very deep. Uh, they've also gone out and signed uh, Riley Reef to play right tackle. They're in talks with Alejandro Villanueva at the moment to play guard. Uh, they have Jonah Williams playing left tackle. Uh, I really don't see them taking a tackle here, even though I believe they should. Uh, Joe Burrow has been lobbying for Jamar Chase. And the Bengals also led the NFL last year in three wideout sets at 82% of the time. So I believe Jamar Chase replaces A.J. Green, and that's the pick. That Alejandro Villanueva little tidbit was very interesting. I did not know that, and I think that is a big signing, if it happens. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that, and that's why they – are not of the belief that the Bengals will draft a skill position player there, but I could definitely see it. The Miami Dolphins have traded out of the sixth overall spot to the Washington football team in exchange for the 19th pick this year's second rounder, 2022 first and 2022 second. The Washington football team is now on the clock. All right, and with the sixth overall pick, the Washington football team selects Mac Jones, quarterback, Alabama. And so kind of just looking over this, uh, the team's going to have to start trading up because we know we have a few other teams in this 9 through 14, 15 range that are considering looking for a replacement in the future. And right now we know the Washington football team currently has one starting Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is a great veteran mentor. We saw this last year, and with multiple other stops throughout his career, that he's been able to guide these younger quarterbacks until they're ready. And I believe Mac Jones just represents that arm talent to help fit into that offense nicely for what we're seeing their coaching staff currently going for. The Detroit Lions are now on the clock. With the seventh overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Penny Sewell, offensive tackle, Oregon. We don't see offensive tackles fall down the board very often. There's no way the Lions are going to sit there and take this opportunity to pass up on a guy who can set and play at the left tackle years to come right now. If they're serious about getting in a rebuild and redoing it right, the starting point is always going to be protecting your quarterback. We've seen that the receivers, they're deep. There's an oh, – there's good opportunity they'll get their guy that they want at the top of the second round or potentially even trading up later to go get somebody to help play receiver and the offensive weapons they need. 
the biggest priority is always going to be protect your quarterback in the future, whether that's golf or somebody next year. So you think they go protection early than weapons later because they got to get Jared somebody to throw to. Like, okay. Do you think maybe like Elijah Brown, Daimi, Amari in round two? Uh, potentially, we could also see guys like Terrence Marshall. Like a Monra? Wallace. Yeah. But no, I think Terrace will probably be late first, very, very early day two. Um, so I I don't know if Terrace will fall back to the second round, but not for my mind, he won't. <laughs> possibility. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget, Sam, they still have Quintus Cephas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, if he we becomes a star, I yeah. will never hear the end of it from you. I'll have to, like, block you and fire you and find somebody else. And This is that, true. Yeah. These are facts. <laughs> like, you're valuable, true. but, man, no no haunting me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if we'll get, get, get there. So, um, but we'll see. Um, for now, we have – the Carolina Panthers on the clock. With the eighth overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Carolina Panthers select Rashawn Slater tackle from Northwestern. Uh, that is the, one of the biggest things of need right now. Uh, they just traded for Sam Darnold. Uh, you got to protect him now. He's never had the, the protection or the weapons. He has all of that in Carolina. This is your long-term uh, option at left tackle for the Panthers. I just got to say that since I'm currently acting as Jerry Jones, who picks 10th, I'm getting very anxious because I swear to God, if Denver gets Drew Locke another weapon, I'm going to freak. Looking at who I've got 10 on my board. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, no, and it's, it's something for the Broncos to consider. I mean, but really, like, I mean, I think we both know the name I'm talking about here, but, like, do they really need him? Like, you know, so I don't know. Are you I'm, willing to give up some juice to get up to 10? Because maybe I have some other offers. I got teams that are looking to move up. I mean. Is there a trade happening? I don't know. I, I kind of, you know. Looking at your roster construction up in Denver, you don't need my guy, and it doesn't seem like your phone's ringing because it's not buzzing. So, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna roll the dice here. Oh, my and, phone's on silent. That could be a mistake, but <laughs> I can tell you right now, I do think the Broncos will be looking to move back, but um, I just don't see a lot of teams that are going to be looking to move up, perhaps for this player, but. Even so, man, I think I think you're probably safe at 10 there, Sam, with Dallas. So um, the Denver Broncos are on the clock. With the ninth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos select Micah Parsons, linebacker, Penn State. Um, yeah, obviously we had to think about the the guy whose name we're not mentioning yet um but obviously that's not a need um i think tackle is going to be on denver's board i think sewell and slater are possibilities obviously they went uh ahead of their pick here i i, I want people to know just i could say a lot about the broncos quarterback situation and drew lock and I, I could get really deep into it i won't um right now but the broncos are not desperate for a qb i think they like I've heard that they like one 
of the uh, the guys outside those top two. I think it's Trey Lance. I don't know for certain, but I think it's Trey Lance. They like if he's there at nine, they might take him. Don't expect the the Broncos to give up a bunch of draft capital and move up to get him or any quarterback for that matter. So I just wanted to say that um, as far as Micah Parsons, I think there's some questions if he fits uh, in their defense because they need coverage linebackers. And that's not necessarily what Parsons is known for, but the dude is just a beast. And I think, you know, Vic Fangio can, can make the most out of him, develop him, uh, to where he he gets a little stronger in coverage, but he's a he's a beast against the run and, and rushing the passer, and he'll bring a presence to that defense uh, that they don't necessarily have. So how close how close was it between um, Parsons and either Jenkins or um, Darisol? You know, to keep Drew upright because when Drew's got time, Drew makes the plays. But you know, for sure, I think a factor in that is they're getting. Uh, they're getting well. Garrett Bowles took a huge leap at left tackle. They're getting Juwan James back. He opted out last year, but he will be a free agent after this year. I think there's a really good chance, and this is a fairly strong tackle class. I think there's a few guys in the second, third round, more developmental guys, but I think there's a strong chance they take somebody in the second or third round. Right. Uh, so it, you know, I, I like those guys, but I think you know, if if the top tackles on their board aren't there at nine, they'll probably wait until around two or three. Right. I think that's fair. I, I was just curious because I mean, like, obviously, I think the upside pick is Micah Parsons, and I think he, I think he's a really versatile. So I do agree with you that I think that Vic Fangio will be able to get to work him in and let him play ball. So for sure. I mean, I think Fangio would love to to get his hands on Parsons and and get him in that defense. So, uh, but he, it's a fair question. I think they'll be looking at tackle. So now uh, the Dallas Cowboys are, are now on the clock. With the 10th overall pick, the Dallas Cowboys select Kyle Pitts, tight end, Florida. This is, this is, I just think, I mean, I know they have other issues, um, but Jerry Jones, when he loves a guy, he gets him. And Jerry Jones has come out and said he loves Kyle Pitts. I tried – well, I'm, I, I am Jerry Jones. <laughs> um, I tried trading up, up to Cincinnati. They, you know, they liked their guy. They weren't budging Denver. You know, you heard, kind of heard that conversation. Kyle Pitts, I think you, you, you put him in H and Y and let him play. I mean, you put him in and let him go. And I think the Dallas Cowboys get that much better. And the reality is if you're a Dak Prescott owner, you should be ecstatic. The New York Giants are now on the clock. With the 11th overall pick, the New York Giants select Patrick Sertain, cornerback, Alabama. So, wow, interesting. We have to look at it. We know they're top two guys right now. They just signed Adore Jackson to be their cornerback, too. He does come in with a little bit of injury concerns. I believe their number one guy is James Bradbury, who did a great job last year. But if I'm not mistaken, he's also going into the last year of his contract in 2021. This looks like a move where the team's getting ready to compete, make sure they're stay, uh, staying competitive, assuming that the Cowboys, along with the other two teams, are going to continue to try and add weapons to continue bolster their offenses. I know it's a uh, position of need I've heard multiple times, and you just got to make sure you take the most 
most proven, uh, most high upside talent at this point, just going for it. My response, wow, wasn't like I, I think it's. I mean, that's like that's the best cornerback on the board. But my, I, I was just shocked that you didn't take one of the top remaining. You know, Elijah Vera Tucker is still sitting there. Like they got to keep Daniel Jones upright. And I was just that's my wow was just I thought you know O line to guarantee there. That's what my wow was about. I mean, I I think my wow was that you didn't they didn't pick a receiver because I understand you got to keep him upright, but that O line played relatively well down the stretch last year. And outside of Kenny Galladay, I mean, you know, cross your fingers, you know, John Ross can be what you know we think he can be, and. I'm not entirely sure Slayton or Shepard, you know, they're, they're nice role players, but they're not guys. So I think, you know, Waddle or Devontae Smith to pair with, with uh, Kenny Galladay. Would have been I sweet. just think, I personally just think offensive line should have been the pick. I mean, like I, I'm not ripping it. Patrick Sertain is, you, you put him on a guy and say, hey, you're making him go away. I mean, he'll do that job. I just, I really thought like, okay, you know, looking at the board, Elijah Vera Tucker, to me, arguably is the best player available. So I'm just personally shocked that they didn't take him, but. Yeah, I'm a little I'm surprised. A deep off to tackle class as well. So I say when it comes to line, I assume that they can be able to handle that other ways. Receiver. Kenny Galladay does feel that receiver one. We get Saquon back, so we have to remember he will target him on outlet passes as well. And then we know Shepard, when he came back, was getting 10-plus targets a game. He's effective when he gets about eight. So he will play a role. Slayton will play that role. And, again, they will probably look to add on to that later on in the draft. But, yeah, it's definitely a good one for debate. I have no clue what they will actually end up doing. That's fair. I was surprised that Sertan was – I mean, that's probably about where he'll go, but he's, you know, a, a, a cornerback that's touted as highly as him usually goes pretty high in the draft, usually top 10. So I think that's right about where he'll go. I think Denver good. would be a potential good landing spot. I think Denver needs a, a really good corner and a linebacker, so which which is why I love your pick. I mean, like, you, you know, they have two issues on defense they need to address. So I, I could see him going there. Yeah. And I meant to explain to kind of in regards to with tackle, they have, they signed, they did a good job in free agency because they signed um, Kyle Fuller, obviously and Ronald Darby, but Bryce Callahan and Kyle Fuller's contracts both expire after the season. So I think again, you could see them draft a corner in the second or third round. There's a few I really like um, that could, could kind of be a developmental guy and then slide in there next year. Yeah, that's fair. But that, that'll be another position they look at for sure. Um, let's see. The Philadelphia Eagles are now on the clock. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are interested in trading back. I, Miami is actually interested in moving up potentially. Um, depends on how much more you're offering. I'm thinking right now is Miami um, the 19th overall pick and our 2022 Second round pick. Can you repeat that offer again, please? Yeah, the 18th or 19th overall pick and 2022 second round pick for your 12th overall pick. Uh, you Are you offering the second round pick that you got uh, from Washington or? No, in the 20, um, 2022. Or your, or your it, own it, second round pick. Our own second round pick.
got to do the do the quick math. Check the draft board. See what these picks are worth. Figure out if it's a, a viable offer or not. I will say I have the Cardinals uh, with the 16th pick. I thought about jumping up a few spots there, but I think I think the Cardinals are okay where they're at. I just, you know, Miami, we've traded back twice already, and we traded back again before the draft, but our guy is still sitting there. Right. And, you know, I don't think he's going to last. I mean, looking at the guys in front of us, I mean, looking at who Philadelphia is probably eyeing, I want to lock our guy down, which is why I feel like that's a relatively fair offer. Yeah, agreed. And and Miami does an excellent job of moving around the board. We're no, we know they're not afraid to to make a move up or down. So I will add into that. We'll swap seventy and fifty in this draft. Ooh, I don't. Know. That's a rather large jump. What about? 81 and 84. You move up those three picks later in the third. No. And what about 123 and 156? Four, uh, my fourth for your uh, and your fifth. Or wait, I, I got that backwards. Your third and my fourth. No, that's an even larger jump. We're jumping back 40 spots right there. And, I mean, granted, our guy's on the board, but we don't like that value. Um, I feel as though it's a fairly close offer if you want to swap our thirds so that way you get, you know, the three spots forward maybe. And we can – yeah, so how are you feeling about swapping third? So you move up a little bit in the third, we move back a little bit, you get an extra second rounder, and we move forward. And, and one of your 22 sevenths. That's basically about, an undrafted player right there, Sam. What about we swap sevens? Your hours will be way before yours, so that way you'll get – you know, you'll move up later in the seventh next year as well. Sure. All right. All right, we got a trade. So uh, let's see. Rather than Philly being on the clock, the Miami Dolphins are now on the clock. With the 12th overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, Alabama. To me, I think this is just a home run pick. They get somebody who can be, you know, a possession guy who's one of the best route runners in the the, the draft class, they get a guy who played with Tua who knows Tua who knows you know how Tua likes to play, really helps that offense day one, and they get moving right away. And I will say, and I know this is a very doubtful pick, Miami, we were also looking at Rashad Bateman, Bateman maybe getting ourselves an alpha, but we decided to go with what we believe is the safer prospect and just as much upside, great route runner, great speed. You know all about Jalen Waddle. We feel as well we just hit a home run. Yeah, and I will say when I mentioned as Arizona thinking about trading up, that's who I thought could potentially be a good fit for the Cardinals. So I think that's a, that's a good pick. Yeah, I, it's really interesting that we're playing this out right now, and there are names up there. You're like, wow, he's a top 10 pick. Like Devonta Smith is still right. on the board at you know, 13, and J.C. Horn is still there. I mean, like Najee Harris, I mean, like, it is really interesting to see when the actual draft comes, who falls. So this is a really good exercise for that. Yeah, that's a good point. 
The Los Angeles Chargers are now on the clock. With the 13th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Los Angeles Chargers select Christian Derrissaw, tackle, Virginia Tech. Um, I got to say, with Devontae Smith still being on the board, that's got to be tempting for the Chargers. Uh, I believe Mike Williams is on the fifth year. He's on that fifth-year option, so he'll, he'll probably be a free agent next year. Uh, they could use another pass catcher for Herbert, but – their offensive line, especially tackle, is of the utmost importance. I think that's to their biggest need. And Derrissaw's a good player. I mean, he has a chance to slot in right away and, and play tackle for them from day one. And like I said, keeping that young quarterback upright needs to be the priority. They have they have enough weapons. They can, you know, add some pieces there later in the draft. But Christian Derrissaw, a really nice fit for the Chargers at 13. I agree. I love it. I absolutely love that pick. Keep keep Justin healthy. Yeah, it's a really good pick. Yep. Nothing to add to that. The Minnesota Vikings are now on the clock. With the 14th overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select J.C. Horn, quarterback, South Carolina. Um, I think this is – if he's there, they got to take him. Their defense is a train wreck. They cost them so many games last year. You put J.C. in there and let him go to work. I mean, that defense was really hard to watch last year. Um, they Don't over- forget their first-round pick from last year, uh, DeZantler, uh, pleaded guilty to uh, felony charges for trying to kill his girlfriend. So he's never going to play again. So this is a perfect replacement for that. Well, I didn't even know that. Yep. Like, really? Yeah, when did uh, that Cameron wow. DeZantler or whatever his name is, if that was like a week ago or something like that. Yeah, he's, he's that, going, but... probably going to prison. Yeah, wow. Um, well, that and he wasn't very good because I didn't know even know who he was. Um, yeah, he was their first-round pick last year, defensive back. Uh, they, from... They've got to fix the defense. I mean, oh, my God. J.C. Horn, he, he can play coverage. He can play press. He can play zone. I mean – his hips are a thing of water. I mean, like when you watch this dude flip his hips, it's it's magical. He can run. He's physical. I think this is a home run pick for them, and I'd be very excited. It's not a sexy pick, and people don't like when cornerbacks get taken. But he's a guy that in a couple of years I really think, ooh, yeah, you know, Michael Thomas going against J.C. Horn this week. You might want to consider flexing in somebody else. Like I, he's got that level of yeah. upside. Devontae really- Adams, Allen Robinson. That's a very important division they'll try to lock down. Fun matchups here. If you recall, the Falcons uh, traded back from four. They are now on the clock with the 15th pick. With the 15th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Jalen Phillips, Edge, Miami. I think you wow. know sitting that's, at that's surprising. That's a, just that is you know, I it, it's not but it is and and the thing is just wow. I mean he's he's the first end to go off the board. I feel like you know maybe they want to keep uh, Matt Ryan upright. Uh, 
Wow. I mean, I mean, I like Jalen Phillips. I mean, like, he's a great player. That's a good pick, but like, I just didn't, I never even thought about mm, Jalen Phillips to Atlanta. Like that never crossed. I, and I love it. I thought that Atlanta's a lock for Najee at 15. Like you can't go into the season with Mike Davis as your lead back and Edo Smith. Like that just doesn't work. Do you think yeah. they're back in round two? I, I, I don't know, because if you look at the board, you got the Jets here at 23, Pittsburgh at 24. I know Pittsburgh is enamored with Najee, uh, and it, it would be out of character for them to select a running back in the first, but uh, you never know. We have to wait and see. Uh, let's go on down here. Uh, Buffalo, potentially. I doubt it, but potentially. Uh, so I don't know if Najee makes it to, what would their pick be, 37, 36, something like that? I don't know if he makes it there. Honestly, Tampa Bay can just draft Najee Harris to really just keep pissing me off. I mean, like, seriously, stop it. it. (laughs) I think, you know, look, if they wanted to grab another offensive weapon, like, I think they have to consider Pitts at four. But moving back to 15, I think for them is about picking up additional draft to fill out the defense. Their defense, I think, is just a mess. And they don't. I don't know that they have anybody that can really put put pressure on the quarterback. No. Uh, and Name, and I, hold on, hold on, let's play a game. Yeah. Name two defensive starters for the Atlanta Falcons. Well, I just traded Stephon Gilmore earlier as a Patriots. Well, that doesn't count. That doesn't. Well, I'm talking like today, like right now, on the Atlanta Falcons' real life. Deion Jones. Does he still play? I thought he retired. No, I don't think so. Um, well, you're still, you're even still hesitant. And Adrian Claiborne, does he still play there? <laughs> Dude, that's my point. No. Is you're like, that's how bad their defense is. I could yeah. go around and name multiple players from every defense, but Atlanta is horrible. So you get Jalen Phillips in there and let him. Brian Poole. What about Devontae Casey? Or did... Nope, he doesn't play for them anymore. He doesn't play for them anymore. They did draft. So a corner is a need as well, but obviously they got. Uh, uh, Gilmore in this trade and they drafted AJ Terrell last year, who was actually, I believe a bright spot. I think he played pretty well for them. Uh, but yeah, their defense is a mess. And that's why I think if they trade back, I think it'll be primarily about that. It'll be to fill in some of those holes. On it's defense. really interesting to see. And this is maybe why, and maybe Matt has a really good point that maybe Najee should have been a lock at 15 because look who's at 16. Arizona. I mean, I know they just signed James Conner, but if, you know, if they really like Najee, why would they not go to get him? So that's it. That's a really interesting thing to see as well. Well, what do we think in the Cardinals do then? Or should we just play it out and, and see what happens here? Well, let's play it out because only you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just uh, – yeah, I was just seeing what you wanted to do here. Uh, but yeah, with that, the Arizona Cardinals are now on the clock. With the 16th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Najee Harris running back. Wow, there it is. There it is. I think that's a terrible fit. I think he'll oh, fit right. the scheme. I think he. I think. I think Najee's very versatile. He can fit the scheme, um, and he's by far and away better than the two bums they have there now. I think Etn. I think if they take one, I think it's him because there was a report that came out this morning that 
they are just absolutely head over heels over this guy. I think from from a lot of the stuff I've seen, I get the vibe that the NFL views ETN as the like the RB one of the draft. Uh, some teams do. Some teams don't like him at all. I I I personally don't like him all that much, but I uh, I. JC Horn was a target, so when he went off the board, um, and I and I mentioned possibly moving up for Waddle, I think those are kind of the positions of need. You got corner, wide receiver, and running back ultimately. And uh, you know, they they signed James Conner, but like we all know, he's not very good. It was a one year deal, like whatever. And Edmonds is a good player, but he's not a. He, you know who he reminds me of? Dion Lewis. Yeah. Like, a good player when you need him to be, but it's not somebody you want to, like, be the guy. It's interesting that you decided to go uh, – that the Cards decided to go running back here. Uh, they're a little bit like the Vikings in the sense of I can't name a single person in their entire secondary. Like, they have prob- – might be – uh, Patrick Peterson? Who doesn't play for them anymore. Oh, yeah, wow. I didn't. But Patrick – So, I, I mean, I, mean I, I can name a few, but only because – I just know them, but their secondary sucks. It's yeah, no, bad. I agree. And so, I think- so I, I'm surprised the Cardinals didn't take you know like a Greg Newsom or a Caleb Farley there instead. Well, I think um, I, I wanted to take Farley, but I've heard there's I mean there's a lot of questions around his medicals, and he didn't even play football last year. I think there's a lot of uncertainty around him and and where he's going to go. I wouldn't be shocked if he fell. I don't know into round two, even late first, very late first, somewhere in the second, because there's so many questions around his medicals. Newsom was certainly a consideration, uh, but I don't know. I don't know if he's worthy of this high of a selection. Maybe he is, but I'd, I'd be a little surprised if he went this early. The Las Vegas Raiders are now on the clock. With the 17th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders uh, select uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, offensive lineman, USC. I feel like this pick is chalk. They traded away or got rid of their entire offensive line in the past two months. So they have yeah, to Yeah, re- so he can clear away for Kenyon Drake on the ball have to revamp that somehow. So I don't, I don't think it's a question. I don't think they go any other position in the first. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to watch him block for the starting running back, Kenyon Drake. Nobody's going to, nobody, nobody. No, I, you know, I, I was being so super starters. sarcastic, but man, I was expecting somebody <laughs> to be like, <laughs> Dang, nobody got on to that. Dang, all right, all right. It's um, a bad situation to be in. The Miami Dolphins are now on the clock. With the 18th overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Jeremiah Owosu-Karmoa, linebacker, Notre Dame. Um, I think this kid's a freak. I mean, he's the hardest hitting linebacker I've seen come out in years, and he is an absolute freak of nature. Um, he was the best um, linebacker in the country again last year, first team All American. 
he's a guy you put in your middle of your linebacking room and say, here, get better because they've already got a good defense, but their linebackers are pretty weak. And this kid can play. I mean, I don't know how many people watch Notre Dame. I watch every Notre Dame game, but this kid, he is a much better prospect than Manti Teo could have ever dreamed to be. He reminds me sometimes the way he hits like Patrick Willis. And I know you got to tread lightly there, but this kid is super physical. He loves to put a hit on people. He never misses a game. I mean, He's super intelligent. He plays fast. This kid is a home run, and he's still sitting there at 18, and I'm sure Brian Flores is giddy right now. And he's got a cool name. It's hard as heck to spell, dude. I've spelled it like 20 times over the past month, and I still don't know how to spell it. It's literally O-W-U-S-U hyphen K-O-R-A-M-O-A-H. Like, imagine spelling that when you're, like, four years old on your spelling test. The Philadelphia Eagles are now on the clock. After a trade back uh, with Miami from 12 to 19, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles select uh, Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. You get uh, Jalen Hurts, his old teammate. Yeah, that. But I, I, I'm also interested because it, I, I know that at 12, the Eagles' target was Sertan. And if he wasn't on the board, they were going to trade back. And at 19, uh, I was planning to go uh, Jalen Phillips uh, because I know that the roots of the Eagles are about the O-line and the D-line. Um, but I don't think – you know, Devontae Smith falling 19, that I just don't think that you can pass on that. I, I really don't believe that they're going to draft a wide receiver in the first round. But again, Devontae Smith fell to 19 after a trade back. You have to take him at that point. The value is just too good. And like you said, you get Jalen Hurts' his old, his old teammate back. Yeah, I love that pick for Philly. I would, I would take Smith earlier if I'm one of these teams, but – I think there is a scenario as we've seen right here where he falls down the board. And I mean, what a win for Philly. If they grab him, pick up some extra draft capital, move down the board and still pick up Devonte Smith. That would, that would be a home run for that team. So here's an interesting thing. I know Chicago's up next and I know you're not picking the guy I'm going to mention, but how much would it like break the internet? If the Dallas or the Chicago Bears at twenty on draft night take someone like Kellen Mond, Kyle Trask, or Kyle Trask, like I've heard, there's a lot of, and you know, I say I heard this. It's it could be just one random scout saying this to to some media personality, but apparently Davis Mills is getting first round first round buzz. I I can't believe he would go in the first round, but is Don't it possible? Say I didn't tell you. <laughs> I've been talking about him for weeks. You have. There, I don't think he goes in the first round. Um, it wouldn't shock me. I texted this to Andrew earlier. I think Davis Mills goes between 27 and 64. I think he's definitely gone by the end of the second. Um, it wouldn't shock me if someone came up to, to the Tampa Bay spot or Kansas City spot at 32, 31 and took him there just because you get a fifth-year option then. Uh, I know that's highly coveted by teams, especially at a quarterback position like that. Um, 
but somebody like the bears or the successor to Tom Brady, potentially Tampa or Pittsburgh is definitely going to take him in the second round for sure. He is going to be the sixth QB drafted in this draft, and he's going to get a relatively decent draft capital. He's going day two for sure. Interesting. I think the bears would be a good fit for him. I mean, if, if they like him and if they like him as much as you do, Matt, but, uh, I think they could be a good fit for him, but probably not at 20. Um, So with that, the Chicago Bears are now on the clock. With the 20th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Chicago Bears select Trayvon Morig, safety, TCU. Uh, You know, the the Bears... (laughs) The Bears are kind of ugly. They they obviously ugly at the quarterback situation. They could use a wide receiver. I there's plenty of guys. There's a lot of depth at wide receiver for them to go get a playmaker later on. I've seen Kadarius Tony mock there plenty. We are not personally fans of his, and I I think it would be a Bears pick for sure if it goes there. But ultimately, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy's jobs are on the line here, and they need. They need playmakers uh, on defense. They're they're not doing too hot at safety right now. Morig reminds me a bit of uh, Justin Simmons. He's a ball hawking safety, led the nation in pass breakups the past two seasons. So the Bears get themselves a good one in the secondary here. It's a good pick, but that's just such like a boring pick too. You know, it's like nobody really cares. What it's, I mean, like it, the people in the building care. I mean, like it just. If they have so many holes, it's like, where do you start? So you just got to start picking the best player available, you know? For sure. Yeah, they're they're just – I don't love the uh, – Morig always has given me um, – oh, God, what is his name? Um, um he reminds me of Justin Simmons, the way he he's kind of oh. a ball hawk. But I, I was going to say Tyron Matthew. That's the name I couldn't get out of. Okay, okay. he kind of reminds me a little bit of that, like that that swagger and kind yep. of yeah. Don't I that. like it. The cheese, or that's who I was looking at for the cheese at thirty-one. And I'll explain why in a little bit. Okay, all right. All right. Uh, I'd like to clear this up from earlier as well. It was not Desantler. For the Vikings, that was uh, the pleaded guilty. It was Jeff Gladney. Just want to make that clear that up. Yeah, mm. their second round pick. No, he's former first round pick. Yeah, he's been in the league two back. years. Mm-hmm. Also, just to add to the the cornerback chatter here, I did remember the Cardinals drafted, I believe, in the second round last year. Byron Murphy out of Washington. He's a kid I like. Um, so you know, I just think they moved him to the safety, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, slot, did they? Slot corner and safety. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay, the Indianapolis Colts are now on the clock. With the 21st pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle, Oklahoma State. Uh, that is the bread and butter of the Indianapolis Colts is their offensive line. You got Carson Wentz who needs an offensive line. You got a Supreme running back uh, who 
who needs uh, a stout offensive line to run behind. Who was it? Y'all help me out. So one of their guys retired. Was it Costanzo? Yeah, it was, it was Anthony Costanzo. Yeah, yeah, he retired. This is the replacement. Uh, I know they've been sniffing around Orlando Brown as a possible replacement, but that hasn't happened. So the Colts are taking an offensive tackle here to continue to shore up that O-line and keep it the best in the league. The Tennessee Titans are now on the clock. With the 22nd overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select Rashad Bateman, wide receiver, Minnesota. Look, I like it. Yeah, I liked it too. I can't believe he was there. And, um, you know, we just lost Corey Davis to free agency. We brought in J- Josh Reynolds. But, I mean, let's be real here. Um, you need that secondary wide receiver to play, you know, second fiddle to A.J. Brown. You let Rashad Bateman come in and be that an alpha-like number two. You have your alpha. And I think that with Rashad Bateman catching passes alongside A.J. Brown from Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, that is a lethal combination. I couldn't be more excited to have him. I mean, he's another big-body guy who can create some separation. He's physical, tough after the catch. He's very smooth. I really like this pick for Minnesota – or for Tennessee. The New York Jets are now on the clock. With the 23rd overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New York Jets let Landon Dickerson, uh, offensive lineman, Alabama. Uh, since the team just went up at pick two and went and got his quarterback of the future, that Jets offensive line actually was ranked near the bottom in the NFL in terms of being able to protect the quarterback last year or get anything going in the run game. I know that's going to be a big focus. Like, you've got to go around and start p- putting up men in front of your quarterback to keep him safe. I know the team also went out and already got Corey Davis add on to Denzel Mims. So I don't know if there was a receiver on the board that they felt was worth adding another weapon as far as that part. And I don't know if they were willing to step up and take a running back at this point in the draft yet. I really wish you would have went like Travis Etienne or, you know, maybe Javante there, but makes it fantasy exciting, but really. Yeah. But I, what do we yeah, I think I get the vibe that Robert Sala is just going to plug in multiple guys. Like, I don't think they spend high draft capital on a running back. I think maybe they'll get somebody in the third round, but he gives me the vibe of a committee guy. Michael P. Ron fans live on another day. The Pittsburgh Steelers are now on the clock. With the 24th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Aziz Ojolare, Edge, Georgia. Uh, I think the Steelers have to consider offensive line very strongly. Obviously, Pouncey retired, and they're, they're pretty weak. We saw that their inability to run the ball last year, and that wasn't just because they don't didn't have good running backs is also because their offensive line isn't very good. The way this board has fallen, um, I was considering Dickerson here for the Steelers, but obviously he goes one pick before them. Um, we've had, what is it? Four tackles go in the first round. Is that right? 
Uh, I really like Jenkins, Matt, by the way, that was a good pick. Another guy I was kind of eyeing for them here, but the way it falls, I think there's a few other tackles and linemen that will be available for them in the second round, but they, they need an edge rusher as well. And it's, it's a good pick. They, they lost Bud Dupree to Tennessee. So yep. you, you pair him up with uh, TJ Watt and they, they get that elite defensive line back. And they got Alu Alu back too. So. I, f- I feel like in real life, if Travis Etienne is there, they may consider him. Um, I don't know how heavily. And it's interesting that you have Ojawari above like Quiddy Pay at least in my opinion, or even Christian Barmore. Why do yeah. you have, why do you have him above specifically Quiddy pay? Those are the two I've look, I haven't scouted uh, edge rushers heavily. I haven't watched a ton of film on these guys. Yeah, so right. you can speak to this uh, probably more than I can. I've seen, I've seen it both ways. And I've even seen Ojalaria as the number one. I've seen all three of them. Uh, who did I pick? Jalen Phillips earlier. I've seen Phillips, Pay, or Ojolari, all three of them kind of in every different order imaginable. So um, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I th- you probably have a little I mean, I personally would rather have Pay, but it, I think it's because he reminds me more of just a pure edge rusher that they can say, hey, like, go. Like, TJ Watt is more of a, you know, he's a rusher. He's great rushing, but he also plays coverage. I think Pay is a guy you just put in and say, here, go chase the quarterback 70 times. Um, I think Ojuari is a little bit more versatile, um, which, you know, if they want to use him as such, maybe if they have him work a lot with TJ Watt, he can kind of do the, the mirror opposite of what TJ does on the other side. But I think if, I think it depends on what they're looking for specifically. But personally, I have uh, Pay above him just, just because when I'm looking at as an edge rusher, I specifically want him to just be a – quarterback chaser not much more which is kind of why i was curious how you came across that and that's why i asked the question yeah i think i like uh ojalari's size but i mean quiddy pay is really just as big and has i think ojalari's reach is a little bit bigger um he kind of is a lengthy guy that seems to me like he can kind of get around the edge and use his length there you know but i think splitting hairs for me between these two. So uh, I think that's a fair point on Quiddy Pay. The Jacksonville Jaguars are now on the clock. With the 25th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Christian Bearmore, a defensive line, Alabama. Uh, it is well-documented and well-noted that Urban Meyer wants to build this team from the inside out. He said, you do not have a team if you don't have an offensive line or an elite defensive line. And that's, that's exactly what he's building up. Uh, went out and got several corners to build the secondary. Uh, was it signed a – I forget his name now. So focus on – they signed one defensive end, one guy. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. But they got Cam Robinson tagged. So they're going to go Christian Barrymore here. Uh, to, to show up the inside of that line to pair with uh, Taven Bryan. I like it. I, his theory must be similar to mine. The way I like to build teams is essentially protect yours and attack theirs when talking QBs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The Cleveland Browns are now on the clock. 
With the 26th overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Jamar Johnson, safety, Indiana. Um, I know this is not a super flashy pick, and they've spent a lot of their um, offseason money on the defense, and I think they continue that trend. They've got an elite offensive line um, and the weapons to be successful, and their defense is what cost them that game last year in um, the playoffs. Um, I think they want to shore that up, and you get Jamar Johnson, who if, if he went to Alabama – People, he would be a top five pick. I mean, this kid is fantastic, and he's so just underrated and disrespected. Um, he, most people don't even know who he is because he goes to Indiana. But like I said, if he went to Alabama or any school that plays big, he'd be a top five pick. This kid could play. Um, he will cover the half of the field and hit hard, and um, he's elite speed, and his hips are very, very um, formal. So. I think this kid is a home run at 26, and I think that he fits what Cleveland wants to do, play tough physical football and keep them in front. So I'm going to be very happy with that pick and hit it. The Baltimore Ravens are now on the clock. With the 27th pick in the 2021 draft, the Baltimore Ravens select uh, Pay. Edge, Michigan. Uh, basically, sitting down looking at it, I know when it comes to Ravens, the two biggest things we keep hearing have mostly been how are they going to address the defensive line and are they going to end up going with the receiver? And while a receiver seems tempting, real tempting right here, uh, just looking at it, I believe their best defensive lineman, Campbell, is set to play out the 2021 season before he becomes a free agent. And then that left, I believe, their next best option or their next highest paid option was uh, Derek Wolf. So there's quite a drop in the amount of guys they can have playing throughout the future. So you got to go with just one of the best edge rushers left up on the board. The New Orleans Saints are now on the clock. With the 28th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the New Orleans Saints select Elijah Moore, wide receiver, Ole Miss. I uh, strongly considered corner, possibly linebacker here for the Saints, but they really need a wide receiver and an explosive one at that. Losing, uh, you know, a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, who obviously was up there in age, but he provided a little bit of spark uh, to their wide receiver core, which they are now severely lacking. And you're bringing in a new quarterback this year, probably in Jameis Winston. Uh, he's going to need some some offensive firepower and some weapons. There is some depth at corner and linebacker in this class. I mentioned it. There's a few guys like uh, Caleb Farley and Greg Newsom that are sliding. Maybe they move, make a move up um, in the second round. Eric Stokes, I really like as a corner. I think he'd be a great option uh, with their 60th overall pick. But again, linebacker corner in the second round, they get a truly explosive playmaker in Elijah Moore. I think he's he's pretty underrated right now. So remember the name, Elijah Moore. The Green Bay Packers are now on the clock. With the 29th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Greg Newsom II, defensive back, Northwestern. Um, the idea behind this is I know they need receiver, but we all watched that NFC Championship game last year where Scotty Miller 
and all these wide receivers are running all over Green Bay. Kevin King is not the answer. I'm pretty sure he doesn't play for them anymore. And he got a con- he got a large contract extension. He did. Yeah, the Twitter Green Bay Twitter was freaking out about it. They were rioting. Then who? Somebody doesn't play for them anymore. Regardless, he got burned several times last year in the playoffs. They have to shore up that secondary. They ha- they already have a, a great edge pair with. Um, wow, I'm drawing blanks tonight. Rashawn Gary is the name you're looking for. Uh, uh, Preston uh, and who's the other guy? Zadarius Smith. There you go. Oh, you're talking about okay. Yeah. So they're so I don't think they go edge here. Uh, it's I, I believe it's defensive back. Um, we discussed wide receiver, but this class is deep. I think they can wait until the end of the second uh, to grab their their wide receiver too. And until then, the Packers fans will continue to yell loudly into the Twitter universe. It's not a bad pick by any means, but I think if it happens, Twitter. And it's of course it's Twitter, so take it for what it's worth. Would be very upset. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills are now on the clock. With the thirtieth overall pick in the twenty twenty one NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Travis Etienne, running back, Clemson. Look. They don't have a running game. I mean, the Bills do not have anybody viable. Devin Singletary is not it. Zach Moss is not it. You've got to get a dynamic game changer in there. And I debated between him and Javante, but I have Javante as a prospect higher, but I think this landing spot fits Travis better. Um, they, they really want to shift more to the zone scheme, and I think that's where Travis shines. They've got another weapon coming in. Um, so I really think – They've got to address the running back position. I know they just wasted a third-round pick on Zach Moss, but he's not good. He can't play. Move on. Um, Get yourself a franchise running back. Use him for four to five years. Don't even have to extend him and move on and draft another one. I mean, I think they've got to make the selection and move forward with it. And uh, as, As a fantasy perspective, I think you'd be absolutely excited about the landing spot as well. The Kansas City Chiefs are now on the clock. With the 31st overall pick, the Kansas City Chiefs select Richie Grants, safety, UCF. Uh, and so pretty much comes back down to earlier when I was talking about how I was hoping uh, Trayvon from TCU just fell a little bit further. If we look at this uh, Chiefs secondary as a whole, they have a big problem coming up next year. As of right now, their three top guys, or at least I believe it's their three top guys, are all set to become free agents. They have no one lined up that they have to be a starter going into the next season. Going ahead, just grab the second best safety prospect there is in this first round. I know we keep hearing rumors about, hey, they've been offering every receiver out there a contract and everybody keeps turning it down for some reason. I believe they decide to sit there and go ahead and handle it. They see a slide going, let's let them move on, get it day two, and go ahead and work on that secondary To me, it's really interesting that you went safety instead of offensive linemen because they just cut both of their tackles. Um, And Liam Eikenberg is sitting down there. And I, you know, I think he's a franchise left or right tackle. I mean, I think he's versatile. And, you know, they just cut um, 
Fisher and I Schwartz, I believe his name is, and they didn't bring anybody in to replace him. So, I mean, like I like the pick. I think Richie Grant is a good player, but I'm very curious why they pass on offensive linemen here. I feel like that to me is the bigger question. Like, or wide receiver because yeah. they've been going after every free agent wide receiver. I thought this is a pretty sweet spot for Terrace Marshall, in my opinion, pair him up with Tyreek Hill. It is, and that's exactly who I was concerned beside it. Now, I, I can't really speak to their offensive tackle situation. I didn't – I thought they'd gone in and signed somebody. I forgot they signed uh, Joe Thune for left guard. I didn't think about the offensive tackles itself. But, uh, Matt, if you don't mind, pull up the receivers that we still have available because I know we got, of course, Terrence Marshall. Um, I know we got people who love Tony. Then you still got guys like Rondell Moore, Amari Rogers, Diami Brown, Nico Collins, like, there's guys that can go up and get in the second round if they believe that's the situation. Plus, I know we've – I mean, I've heard all, th- all everybody pretty much in here besides me say it. This is a deep offensive tackle class. If that's something they feel like they can get, they will probably go ahead and take care of that. If not here, go ahead and immediately start working on that, at least one of the positions in day two. It, it, I think it's I – don't, I don't think it's as deep as what people think because after um, Red Dunce from North, North Dakota, it gets really thin at, at offensive tackle. Um, maybe Alex Leatherwood, but I still think you're kind of – like, so are you hoping – you know, so are you thinking they go two and three, like offensive tackle wide receiver? Because I don't know, like, say you're in the bottom third of the third round and the best wide receiver available is not any better than Nicole Hardman. Are you still thinking that they take that shot or do you just think of BPA? Honestly, for them, I think it's just going to end up being best player available. I'm not really sure. They're a hard team for me. I was trying to figure it out. If it wasn't offensive tackle receiver, it had to be safety. And I just kind of looked down at the salary construction of it, how they were looking for next season, and just seeing their top three safeties all being free agents next year, they've got to go – or at least I would think they start thinking ahead. How do we address that and get ready to avoid that next year? Right. I, as Cleveland, thought about offering Kansas City Odell Beckham Jr. straight up for the 31st overall pick. Um, I didn't, but I just kind of – you know, like that was in the back of my mind, you know, I'd probably get a little bit more than, but like, you know, I mean, like it was kind of one of those things where I feel as though their two biggest needs are the two positions we've talked about. And it's not a shot on Richie Grant. I mean, I love the pick. Um, I just, I, I guess if I'm drafting for Kansas city, I get worried that by round three, I don't have my guy and I still have that hole. Nicole Hardman season. Just got to say that. Just don't forget it. Please stop. <laughs> just, <laughs> Matt, just stop. <laughs> okay, let's move on then. Uh, the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are now on the clock. With the 32nd pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Caleb Farley, cornerback, Virginia Tech. Um, clearly the, this is kind of a perfect scenario, I think for the box, because they're in a position to take best player available. They don't have a ton of needs. I think, well, for one, they could use an upgrade at cornerback too. uh, opposite of Carlton Davis. They have Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy bunting. They could definitely use an upgrade at cornerback too. And I think if they're kind of sitting there at 32 and waiting for a best player available to slide to them. Caleb Farley is a guy to me that has 
top 10, top 15 tools, but there are questions about his medicals. Uh, he obviously opted out last year, so there's no tape on him in 2020. He missed some time in 2019 with back injury, and he suffered, I believe he had an ACL injury in there in his career as well, but he's a guy who was a corner, a quarterback rather, coming out of high school. He has all the tools, size, speed, fluidity, ball skills. Uh, he kind of reminds me of a Patrick Peterson. Obviously, that's an extremely high comp, but uh, he has tons of skill and talent. And I think if he slips because of his medicals, Tampa Bay would be in, in a great spot to, to just grab him at the end of round one. Tampa Bay is in the best spot out of anybody. Just pick the best player on the board. Like they have no holes. I mean, like they, they, they might need another corner. I mean, like really, like that's how good this team is. So, I mean, like you give them Caleb Farley and it's like, here you go, Tom Brady. You, I mean, we might as well just mail them the Lombardi right now. Um, they, they have no holes. So. Yeah, they really don't. They really don't. It's. Like, it's, it's and, have, and I don't know how they afforded to bring all the guys back that they did. I mean, they gave out. Uh, Tom's Tom took a lot of money off the salary. Um, so he, the way he did his bonus and restructure and stuff. So I am just still in all about it. Um, I don't see how they can miss, you know what I mean? Like shit. What if they go Terrace Marshall just because, yeah, I thought about another wide receiver because, or like, uh, I mean, we don't like Kadarius Tony, but just like somebody who's a I don't like dislike that. Kadarius Tony. Like, I I think he's a good player, but I just don't like him as much as most of Twitter does. I think Twitter gets very confused with the guy who has good release and everything else that matters. So, what about Rondell Moore there? I I was thinking Javante Williams, if we're being honest. Because, because because Fournette is a free agent next year, Giovanni Bernard's a free agent next year, and Ronald Jones, Jones is a free agent next year. So you could have Javante Williams, who's barely twenty-one, with the fifth-year option for five years for next to nothing. It's possible that would really piss me off, but I mean, it's it's right. I mean, like that's they ha- they cannot miss. I mean, for God's sakes, I would be a, they'd trade back. I mean, like I bet somebody calls them and say, "Hey, we we want a quarterback or something." Let's. So I mean, like. That's what I, I think too. I think they trade back, but the reality is, I mean, they they can just sit there and take whoever they want, and it's a good pick. I mean, like Tom Brady is the best general manager in the NFL history. I mean, like I I know he's not the general manager, but he is the general manager. He built that team. So, uh, congratulations, Tampa, because you better enjoy this while he's there. Yeah, I I think Farley was you know the perfect spot for for him and for them but uh what do you guys think about this round one how it went any surprises jump out at you any any picks you really liked real quick uh nothing i mean like we talked about the things that shocked us as we went um for me i don't really have anything else to say i mean i feel like that's a very realistic you know things of draft that could happen that day so i mean i think everybody here is proud of their picks and i think it went a lot better than you know anticipated so i'm excited about it uh i'm actually interested i don't i wonder if Devonte actually falls i think it's interesting because i think god 
we've always seen that how Kyle Pitts is like a guaranteed top six pick, but he, he fell to 10 here and Dallas is trying to trade up. So I wonder if it gets to the point, you know, I wonder if some of these big offensive guys that we're seeing actually do begin to drop in favor of some of these more core pieces like defensive backs and tackles they, and, and Michael Parsons it, and stuff like that. It happens every year. That's what happened at DK Metcalf. Like, you know, I mean, like you can name thousands of players. People, players slide because of, you know, when you put things in like order of things, no matter how much you like something, you're going to have something at the bottom. So, you know, I, it's very possible. I mean, nobody knows. And that's the best part about the NFL draft. Yeah. And I think like you said, Sam, the the two big like components of building a team, you protect yours and you attack theirs. So I think it's pretty universally known that drafting linemen and, and, you know, getting after the quarterback and then you can throw the secondary in there as well. Those are some core positions to build your team. And we saw it play out here in this mock. And I think, you know, NFL executives would, would agree that those are the areas that are, that are most important to, to build a team. Yeah. I mean, a lot's going to come down to what do we see happen in those top eight or so picks? Like one, which quarterback's going to go to the 49ers? I know I've been sitting there thinking, is it going to be Mac Jones? Do I want to put Justin Fields there or Trey Lance? I mean, at this point, it could be any of the guys, and I'm not going to sit there and say I know it's for sure any one guy. Uh, based off that, then you go immediately to the Falcons. Like, are they actually going to hold that pick and go with somebody? Or do we see a team willing to trade up enough to get that quarterback? Because it could end up causing a lot of landsliding effects on several of these players that we think yeah, they're worthy of a certain pick, but they may not end up being there. They may go way later in the draft than expected. Yeah, I think that Atlanta spot, I mean, we talked about Pitts falling a little bit. That's a key spot for Pitts because they could go with Pitts if they stay. Uh, but if not, if they trade out, it's it's probably going to be quarterback. And they, they still could take a quarterback. But if Pitts doesn't go at four, I mean, we saw it play out how he fell all the way to 10. So it's very possible. But um, that is going to do it for our episode here, our first round mock draft. Remember, uh, hit us with some feedback. Hit us up on Twitter at fantasy underscore scouts. Uh, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash fantasy scouts. And uh, maybe we can, if you guys like what you heard, maybe we can uh, sneak in a second round mock draft before uh, the NFL draft actually gets underway. Remember, uh, again, patreon.com backslash fantasy scouts. That is where we bring you inside info you can't get anywhere else.